Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Live from the Leyline. I'm your host, Cameron Porter, and with me as always, Avery Newitt. How are you doing, buddy? I'm great. I'm out here in North Carolina for a few weeks, just nice. um, just uh, hanging out with my dad, working out, and going to the bar. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Is that where your dad lives? He has a condo out here, yeah, That's here cool. in Colorado. Yeah, That's awesome. Those are good spots to bounce between. I love it. Well, today oh, yeah. is very exciting, Avery, because today we are inviting Michelle Henderson on and we're doing a little interview. Um, and from what I gathered on her uh, bio from Podmatch, that's where we found her at. Um, shout out to Podmatch. That place is awesome. I've been finding all sorts of people to, you know, do interviews with. And it's that's something that you run out of in the podcasting realm is things to talk about and new topics and new perspectives on the topics you've already touched. And so it's great to bring in people and and have these conversations. Um, Michelle, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. And I am really excited about this conversation. And I agree, Podmatch has been wonderful. Such a wonderful resource. It's a godsend. Yeah, yeah. I've been loving it. And the fact that they give you commission as well. Yes. You know, (laughs) just the connection is a good benefit. But then they pay you a little bit of scratch for doing the interview, which I think is awesome. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I gathered from your profile, you're uh, like a medium and a psychic. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly you work with like intuitive children is what I was picking up on. Yeah, that that is my specialty, but that's not the only thing I do. I still do uh, psychic and mediumship readings for anybody, you know, who needs the guidance and who needs the healing. Wow. Wow. I love that. It's yeah. such an interesting concept, you know, using that for healing and dealing with traumas that you might have had that you didn't get closure on during oh, that lifetime and I love right. it it's beautiful right and of course I didn't start out as a psychic medium <laughs> right. I kind of kind of worked into it I think we all have that intuitiveness about ourselves but you know until you say yes or you start having the experiences or you're going okay I don't know what's really going on but I want I'm curious I want to find out right that's when things start starts happening I love that I love that and before we get into it uh, for our listeners that don't know you just tell us a little bit about yourself where they can find okay. you Oh, okay. Hi. Uh, Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Michelle Henderson. And just like what we're talking, I can finally say, (laughs) and proud to be a psychic medium. Um, I'm also a spiritual advisor, and we'll get more into that. But where you can really find me is on my website. And it's michellehendersonmedium.com. Awesome. And that will I'll link that in the show notes. Um, Okay, anybody listening, that'll be below, you can click on that. Right. Awesome. I love it. I'm so excited. This is this is one of my biggest interests is just that yeah. like psychic medium, you know, there's, there's always like the trope as a kid, you hear about like the, the palm reader, psychic mystic lady, right. you know, and right. got her crystal ball <laughs> and she's doing, you know, she's, you know, your parents are like, don't go in there. You know, they don't, they think it's evil or whatever. Yes. I feel like it's a misunderstood <laughs> practice. Oh, absolutely. And I grew up the exact same way. I grew up in Abilene, Texas. So okay. in the South, and it's very, very conservative. It has three Christian colleges, wow. plus an Air Force base. And so whenever I would, you know, 
you always know as a child that there's something a little bit different about you. And I knew there was something different. I could feel other people's feelings. I could feel, you know, the different energies in my bedroom. And it kind of scared me a little bit. And I didn't have anyone to talk to. You know, it's scary when you, when you're going, okay, I'm alone (laughs) and, and I, and I went to church every Sunday. So, you know, and I really didn't think it was anything bad, but I just didn't understand it. Well, and if you had brought it up to the people at church, they probably would have told you it's something bad. If you had been like, Hey, I'm feeling energy in my room. They probably would have sent the dude with the little white collar in (laughs) and maybe flicking water all over your room. You know, they wouldn't understand it. Yeah. And I will tell you a little story though, that everybody I surprise. Okay. So you are so true because I really didn't have anybody. They would say it's your imagination, you know, oh, it's going to be okay. You know, it's a dream that you're having that kind of thing. Well, in my twenties, I started having a spiritual awakening and I actually felt the spirits. I could start hearing them. It was almost like a conversation that they're having in another room, like your TV being on. And I thought, I'm going crazy. I'm hearing voices <laughs> and, and they got closer and closer and closer to me. Why, you know, and it always happened at night, of course, whenever, you know, everything's quiet, you're not thinking about things. That's the best time that spirit wants to say hello to you. Right. And so I thought, you know what, I need to go to my church, uh, talk to my minister and see what's going on. And you know what? I'm so glad I did because she was very receptive She said, you know, Michelle, it's not anything evil that's going on, but if you're not ready to work with spirit, just tell them to go away because Mm -hmm. you're the one that's in control. And I went, oh, okay. (laughs) And so, you know, and she showed me a prayer that I can say at night to protect myself if I felt needed. But, you know, I tell people it really depends upon the church that you go to. Um, if you feel trusting in your minister, you know, go and talk to him about it, but there's so many more churches now that are getting more and more open to it because what does the minister do during the church service? He is actually, or she is actually channeling spirit, right? Whenever they're doing a sermon and, you know, and so it's, we just say different terminology. Yeah. We all use the same same ideas we have different dictionaries for those ideas absolutely absolutely i love that that is so interesting and it's so it's so cool to hear and refreshing that your minister was receptive and actually gave you great advice like hey like this is something that's not bad this is actually probably a great thing but and you're in control you can if you're not ready for that you can let them know they're not trying to scare you spirit's not trying to be you know, overbearing and, and freak you out. It, it wants you to be in touch with it in a meaningful way. It doesn't want you to be scared from it. So Absolutely. going off that point, um, yeah. sorry, going, out, oh, no. going off that point, um, does it feel like a good thing to you or does it ever get overwhelming? What are your thoughts okay, on that? It, great question. Great question. So in the very beginning, it was very overwhelming because there again, I didn't know how to control it. So I would have, because it was mediumship as well, I would be watching a movie and all of a sudden I would have, you know, like a grandmother come in and say, I want you to tell me my granddaughter this. And all I would say, okay, stop talking (laughs) so I can see the movie for one. So what what I did is I went to another psychic medium who helped train me on how to control 
my abilities because everybody has different abilities and a lot of time and you know and I was scared I thought who am I talking to it's going to be something evil because of my belief system and I found it no it's not so it's all in the intention my intention was for the greater good and for love and light and so I got all these uplifting spirits just wanting to talk to me I found out about my spirit team and and knowing who I was working with and working with the energy and learning those techniques was a savior. To me, knowledge is the best thing that you need to seek out. Absolutely. Because yeah, I was one of those that put the little baseball cap on and the sunglasses and went to the metaphysical bookstore. (laughs) 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 And then, and then I'm going, you know what, I'm not doing anything wrong at all. And the stronger I got, the stronger I realized this is so spiritual and it actually made me closer to God, closer to the divine, whoever right. you want to say and to me, it made me stronger. I love that. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that. And when you were talking about it being out of control almost at the beginning and not right. knowing how to filter these different experiences that you're getting, what it, it popped into my head, it reminded me of, I don't know if you've guys seen the movie Bruce Almighty where he's like oh, yeah. given it's a Jim Carrey movie and he's given God powers by Morgan right. Freeman. And he, <laughs> there's this moment where he's like in the restaurant and his head is just full of all these voices. And he's trying to right. like talk to his girlfriend and he can't hear what she's saying. And he's like banging on the table and yelling at the patrons and like freaking everybody out. But then he wakes up in the morning and he like has this great idea and organizes it into an email. And so mm-hmm. it like, I think that goes to your point of like maybe what this psychic medium gave you these tools in order to organize and then properly filter in the experiences that you want to come in. Oh, absolutely. And it really opens your eyes to the ethics of being a psychic medium. So a lot of people think that when they first meet me and they find out what I do, they go, oh, don't read me. And it's like, (laughs) for one, I don't have permission to read you. Okay. And I've learned how to block it off. I mean, a lot of times I would be an emotional wreck or hear somebody that would walk by me at Walmart. And I learned how to filter that out. So I don't hear anything because it's none of my business (laughs) of what other people are thinking and feeling and so forth. So whenever you, you know, if you see on TV, psychic mediums, you know, going out in the streets and say, I I have your grandmother here. They actually got permission before they got onto the show to be able to do that. Um, Because as psychic mediums, we're really not supposed to read anybody just off the streets unless you have the permission to do so my energy my choice you can't can't touch my energy (laughs) right absolutely absolutely and and so that's one reason why i further i always have a spiritual teacher i always take classes to further my skills because they're always changing depending on what's going on right and um so you learn yeah there's a purpose of being a psychic medium it is a business it is not like just halloween time and um And people really need to realize there are good and bad at everything. There's good doctors and there's bad doctors, right? There's good psychic mediums. There's bad psychic mediums. So, so you just got to fit, go with your gut feeling yourself, who you're drawn to, because I can't read everybody. If you go to a psychic medium and say, I can read everybody. No. And I'm not a hundred percent all the time either. Of course, you know, (laughs) so it's all in the interpretation. And I read somewhere that most psychic mediums are 80% correct. Wow. Which is, that's a 
that's better than like some of the best batting averages. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have so do you have like a what works what do you work best with when you do these readings? Like uh, for example, do you specialize in grandparents or do you have like a specialty or does it not really matter? And, you know, and another good question. So let me, first of all, tell you what the difference is between psychic and mediumship. And okay. then as I go through that, I'll tell you what my specialty is and, and kind of share what other people could do as well. Okay. So psychic readings, you know, where people have those little cards or tarot cards. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so there, you know, there, there are some people that just do card readings and then there's actually psychic people. So what I do is what it is, is a soul to soul connection. Okay. So I'm actually getting to your aura and I can even do that on the internet, believe it or not. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and that way, um, because I'm getting not only information from God and from my spirit guides, but also from you and your spirit guides. And, um, and I look at the different aspects of the life, your life, like, um, relationships is always number one. Everybody wants to know about the relationship, um, yeah. to be guided in that area. And then we have health, we have, um, finances, we have careers and all spirituality and also some legal things. But, um, but I always tell people the information I get is to guide you. I am not a fortune teller because you can always change your future. Any choice that you make can change it. If you don't like what I have to say, then change it. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's some type of message in there for you. Now with mediumship is I directly channel, channel up to a loved one. And Avery, I like how you asked, do I, you know, uh, try to get grandmothers? It depends on who has the message for the person I'm reading for. That's totally. a number one thing for um, mediumship. So whoever comes first is usually the one with the message, but, um, but they tell me, so I, I, when they, whenever I connect in, they talk to me. Or they can make me feel a certain way of what, where the message needs to be. Or sometimes they just show me pictures. Okay. So whenever I first connect in, I do establish what relationship this person has to the person I'm reading. And then I try to get evidence and I always go for memories because a lot of people will go for dates or whatever. And it's like, well, you can find that on the internet. Right. Okay. But you cannot find certain memories. That's how I've been taught. And, yeah. and then I go into the message and what they're really needing, which is a lot of times healing and just, just wanting that connection because they don't need me to connect with their loved one. They can do it. You can connect with your loved one. Right. But a lot of times it's just that validation that you need at the time and that healing. And um, some people can actually feel how, somebody has passed away. I have boundaries with my, with my spirit team and with also with the person coming through. I don't want to feel how they died. I want them to tell me because yeah, no I don't sure. want, yeah, I don't, I don't want to feel any of that. And then sometimes you can smell like cigarette smoke, or you can wow. taste if they were a baker, you can taste things. Now I, I don't have any of those buildings. I just have the three main three where it's mainly visual for me, or they talk to me, or I just know what I need to say. Wow. Well said. Yeah. That's yeah. So I really like how you said, um, 
it's not necessarily that you just are talking to grandma. You you tap into the aura. That's really intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's very interesting to think about, you know, as an individual, just thinking about who is potentially my spirit team up there. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, right. like who's making up my my dream team, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cool all stars. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, when you first start in this business, the first thing that we try to do is connect with our team as well. But you got to remember, they're always coming in and out. You always have one person that is with you throughout your whole life. Okay. But you do have people coming in and out with whatever lesson that you're learning, your life lesson. They'll come in for a little bit and then they'll leave. So you constantly have different ones that are coming and going. Um, yeah, my main one um, is peace. I, know, I called them peace. <laughs> and what they say is if you if you feel your spirit guide and you don't have you cannot get a name, name this person because it doesn't matter their energy. Okay. Only as humans, for some reason, need a name. But he really, uh, whenever I started doing uh, psychic art, where you channel in and you draw somebody, I actually drew him. And I'm going, who is this person? And he was, of course, a a lot of people have Native American. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and he was showing me that way. And um, so they always show themselves. Sometimes you get a visual. But again, the name is not important. And you just know that they are there. And that really helps me through the readings because, oh my gosh, mediumship. When I first started mediumship, I thought, okay, I know I'm going to be wrong somewhere. And when I'm wrong, you know, it's almost like your ego gets in the way and, and then you're really wrong. It's hard to really get a good connection. So I had to keep remembering, you know what? God is in control. My spirit team is control and I'm there for the greater good. So whatever happens, happens. Yes. Um, is and, it typically, sorry, is it typically a person? Um, you said there's usually a main, you know, uh, g- guidance or whatever. Um, is it typically a person or can it manifest as anything? No, usually. Okay. So usually we want to connect with somebody that they want to connect with that they know. Okay. Okay. And they'll okay. present themselves as they know, but that's a great question because we do, you know, go from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime, but whatever they need during this lifetime and how they remember them, that's how they come in. Okay. Because they've lived many lifetimes as well, but they'll give the information, the relationship that they have with this particular person so that they know who they're talking to. Okay. And I have had pets come through as well interesting yeah Yeah. wow yeah wow so that that train of thought leads me to thinking about you know you're saying them presenting in this form Mm -hmm. of something you can recognize um and i know uh, me and avery were kind of having a conversation about this briefly but in the biblical texts and and what they teach about in christianity is that anything that you're they're tapping into that's not god is probably the devil you know or it's some like something like the elohim these fallen angels you know um right have you ever considered that or have you had any experience of something (laughs) portraying itself as something it's not that's it no (laughs) i have not experienced that okay i have not experienced anything evil that has come through because i am not looking for it Okay. Again, we are in control. And I, and I 
always say, I do, and I always say a prayer before I actually do any type of reading. And I always say, only bring in love and light spirits that have good for greater good and for this person to help them heal. But no, I have not ever had anyone come over evil because I push it away. And to answer your question about the Bible, and yes, because I'm still going to church and I'm still a Christian. So I, my, with my beliefs, you know, I have those certain moments where I struggle with it. But you also have to remember there's so many prophets in the Bible. Okay, so many prophets. They were talking to God. God, I mean, we are a part of God. We are one, that type of thing. Okay. But, um, but I don't, again, believe I'm doing anything wrong. And, and with Jesus too, um, I, ha- I have a wonderful relationship with him. It's not one of fear. It is one of love. Okay. Right. And again, I have my angels and I have Jesus protecting me because I did say, I said, if you you want me to go into this work to be a spiritual leader and to work, you know, with people as a psychic medium. I want you to protect me and I want to make sure that I'm doing the greater good because right. there are a lot of people that need healing and they won't go to church. They need to say, see God somewhere. And I actually, and I don't know if you can see it. I still, I wear my cross. Okay. Anytime I do a reading and that attracts a lot of people when I'm at a holistic fair, it's like they come over to me because they're wearing a cross as well. Right. And so we speak the same language and I, you know, I bring up God and always bring up spirituality as the number one thing that you really need to work on, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. Totally. I've been- I'm newer to the the Christian teachings and the Bible. I, right. I always pushed really hard against that. Um, and right. I think I probably get that from my dad. He just, he would never even give it the time of day. It wasn't something that ever really crossed his his frame. He's like, no, I'm not going to church. Like, oh, right. I've, I've right. got to focus. I'm busy. Like, I got shit I'm doing. He's like, I don't, which, <laughs> I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you know, that's probably one of the most important things you could be doing is growing spiritually. I've been oh, absolutely. learning about that, and- you know. And, you know, a lot of people do separate that spirituality with religion. Okay. And religion, some people can find their spirituality in religion, but not all. Sometimes they separate it or they're just spiritual. I have run into other psychic mediums. When they find out I go to church, they go, why? Interesting. (laughs) Right. I know. So I get it from both point of view and I'm thinking, you know, everybody's on their spiritual journey in different ways. Okay. That is something that I grew up with. And it really was my, I guess you could say my, um, uh, my roots, my grounding, you know, it, and, and I had a great experience with church. Not everybody does. So, you know, so we got to look at it that way from where they're looking at. Now, if they don't want, if they are so strict in what they believe in and they think I'm doing something evil, I never really hear from them. I never talk to them about it because that's one thing I won't is debate it either. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Totally. And that, that was going to be my next question was how does the people in your community feel about these kind of things? And I guess you explained it. They just they feel how they're going to feel and, and you put right. out this aura that kind of deflects anybody that's going to come in to try to scrutinize or, or, or just have any negativity. Right. You know? Right. It's like, you well, know what, I... what's going on and you know what the truth is and you don't need to, you don't need to prove it to anybody. That's a place I'm getting to is I don't, I used to be like Paul Revere running around telling people that the lizard people are coming and 
now it's like i we don't need to argue about it you know it's like right it's gonna happen and not right. not saying that the real lizard people are coming but that's it's a <laughs> an exaggeration i love it i love it i do have to tell you a story though um whenever i first came out as a psychic medium i had a facebook account with my psychic medium stuff and so i thought i'm gonna go live and i'm gonna do some readings you know so i started and i'm going I know these people, they're not on my business account. I actually went live on my personal account. Uh (laughs) And I I went, you know what? I thought I could turn it off, but I'm supposed to do this. This happened for a reason. And so I continued. And then when I got off of it, I had three people from my church call me the next day and say, how cool is this? I want a reading. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Wow. (laughs) So you just... Never know. And a lot of them were not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's because I think, especially with this kind of stuff, you know, mediumship and psychic abilities, these are things that I feel like as humans, we all just innately understand and know Mm -hmm. you just have to be like reminded, like, Hey, remember about psychic abilities. And then you're like, Oh yeah. And it just kind of clicks into what you understand with your soul beyond like an intellectual understanding. It's this like gnosis that you have. Um, right. And when you for people that have been brought up in the church where it, any spirituality like that is is kind of suppressed, I would argue. And I'd say that, like, they leave that kind of talking to God, to the to the guy at the front of the church. You know, it's like, here, let right. him let him bring it down to you. You know, you don't you don't need to worry yourself with doing that. You know, give us the 10 percent. He'll talk to God for you, you know, but then you show these people like, here, look, you can talk to them yourself. get a much more personalized meaningful answer from them than you ever would from some pasture which and not to discredit those because some pastures have such an incredible way of breaking things down and like i'm not christian or or religious by any sense i might be moving in that direction but i love listening to christian pastures they just oh yeah they hit it right on the head they just get in the moment (laughs) But, but i will i will tell you there is a religion spiritualism um which is full of mediumship people yeah. okay and well, have y'all heard of lilydale okay so lilydale new york is actually a community full of mediums not psychics but mediums Whoa. and you cannot live there unless you are a medium oh, okay that's kind of cool I know it's really cool. And it was actually established in the late 1800s, whenever spiritualism started really gaining momentum. And so that's where everybody from the United States went to. And they have Sunday services. And I've gone to one of them. And to me, it actually looks like a church. (laughs) And you have a medium, somebody who's a medium will actually do the sermon. You sing hymns. And then at, at the end, whenever it's over, then they have a mediumship that, that reads people out in the audience and does mediumship healing. Wow. So, but, but yeah, it's incredible, but it's called Lilydale, New York. And um, it, it's a, and every house is a little Victorian home. And so mm-hmm. everybody there does mediumship and they actually, and during the summertime, they open it up to the public. So that you can take oh. workshops or do whatever that you want would be to. Such a fun trip to make, Avery. We yeah. gotta make it up there one day. That yeah. sounds awesome. 
Oh yeah. I w- closed. I wonder what the criteria is to make it into the community. I know. You know? How do you prove well, yourself? <laughs> you have to be tested. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. And I wonder how do. rigorous that is. Yes, yes, and they do, and um, but they don't allow you to do psychic readings because mediumship is a whole different form, right. and you know that you're actually you know um, there's a purpose to it, and so that's that's why they only do mediumship there. Yeah. That's so interesting. That's so interesting. That's, oh, that'd be so cool. I can't imagine the energy in a place like that. Oh my gosh. It's like a vortex. I mean, as soon as we went through the gate, I could feel the the difference in the energy. Oh, Oh, yes. So interesting. I love that. (laughs) I love that. I wonder if they're like doing like medium breeding programs. They're just pumping out medium babies in this (laughs) medium village. (laughs) Um, Have y'all seen, okay, I know that, I don't know, Supernatural, you know, the series. Okay, they actually have an episode where they go to a village of all these mediums and that is kind of taking it based upon Lilydale. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Man, that's gotta be freaky, especially coming in as an outsider like knowing that all these people have these like, you know, dormant abilities they could just tap into if they, if they so choose. I think that's so right. Cool. Right. It's like the X-Men in their little university, <laughs> you know, you don't even know what this guy's power is, but he hangs out. <laughs> uh, you know, and it, yeah, it's so interesting. And that that's one reason why I started working with the kids and the families is because that way you can tap in to what a kid's ability is so that they don't lose it. Right. Because by middle school, you know, if they're not supported, they tend to turn it down a little bit. I don't want to say turn it off because you can never turn it off. Right. Because it will come back because <laughs> that's a part of who they are. Yes. Yeah. But I feel like it's it's probably one of those things like like when you're a kid and you get chicken pox, it's not that bad. But if you right. get it as an adult, it might kill you. And it's oh. probably the same with awakening these psychic abilities. It's like when you, if you do it as a kid and you you ease yourself into it you understand this a lot more. Whereas if you're trying to do this psychic awakening later in your life, you might end up spiraling yourself into a psychosis or something because you, <laughs> because you think you have such a grip on what this reality is, oh, especially somebody that hasn't done any psychedelics and like, don't have anything that have shaken their frame of reference at all. They right. have this like set rigid idea of what reality is. And then when anything threatens that they spiral. Oh, yeah. Well, because what you do is you start thinking about your belief yep. system and you've got to let go what never, no longer serves you, that type of thing. And you're going, holy, I didn't know that was <laughs> that was there or existed or the whole. Yeah, the whole universe is completely different, yeah. even though you can't see it. It doesn't mean that it's not happening and it's not there. Right. Well, and, you know, that's such a silly thing for people to say, like, oh, well, if I can't see it, it's not real. It's like, well, you can't see infrared light. Okay. Oh, that's true. Red light's real. There's like, all, <laughs> we see like the smallest fraction of what the visible light spectrum is, you know, mm-hmm. and there's so much. And it, once you go beyond what ultraviolet is beyond what we can see and beyond ultraviolet, I feel like you start getting into this, like, like what projects the holographic universe, you like start getting into these, like, I don't know. And it's, I'm still trying to understand it myself, but it's, I feel like it's all on this light spectrum, you know, and, uh, right. but for people to say, oh, just cause you can't see it, it's not real. It's like, you have no idea how vast the spectrum is. Totally. Absolutely. 
Uh, side point, I just want to commend you, uh, Michelle, for um, pushing away evil forces and only inviting positive, happy energy in and protecting that, what we call a soul. Um, if I feel like if I had abilities, I would totally go full Lorraine Warren. Yeah. They're fighting them. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and you know, and, and what's an interesting thing, and I will tell you, I love my stories, I guess, but there was a, um, okay, so there were two mediums going into a haunted house, okay, and, you know, hauntings, you know, that type of thing, and and the first medium could see the the apparition, but the second one couldn't, and so the first medium said, what you need to do is bring down your energy, so she had to bring down her energy and she goes, oh, there it is. <laughs> so, yes. She was vibrating so, too high. To vibration. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because when I do mediumship, I really have to bring up my vibration, a lot of energy. I am like starving afterwards because I have done so much energetic work afterwards. Right. Fascinating. Is there, is there something like physically that you do to, to raise your vibration or is it like how? Can you explain that process a little bit? Oh my gosh. Yes, that is an excellent. Okay. So, um, first of all, breathing exercises really helps open you up. Okay. And then what I do is to bring up my energy. I actually can feel into it. So yoga work actually helped me as well, but I close my eyes and before any reading, I can kind of feel my energy broaden and then raise. Okay. And with mediumship, I can always tell once I get there, then I can feel the connection with a loved one, but it takes a lot of practice, um, especially with mediumship. Psychic to me is a lot easier because you don't, you're, you don't have to raise your vibration so high, but it just okay. takes a lot of practice through your readings and you just learn how to do it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I love that. Cause, and I was just curious because I, you hear a lot of people talk about you know, raise your vibration. And it's, especially in this new age, um, you know, pandemic that we have in this country of, of right. all these people getting into this, you hear it all the time, raise my vibration. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot mm -hmm. of these people don't even really understand what they're saying or what they're using it for. And it's cool to hear, you know, hear a, a medium explain what it means to do that and, and what it feels like. Oh yeah. And I mean, and meditation also helps. And when you start feeling like electricity, I guess you could say, I mean, it gets really hot in your palms. That means that you're able to really work with your energy and you can start really feeling it and lifting it up. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, everybody has those energy pockets. Yeah. My mom would teach yeah. us that as kids. She would oh, like, yeah. she oh, tell gosh. us about the, the receiving and the projecting hand. And right. like right. how to like, she would like, she would like hover her hand over and be like, all right, now try to feel your hand. And I was like, I can feel it. And she was like, no, 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 no. You don't get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, you'll understand when you feel it. And, but oh, that's she, so cool. and yeah. teaching these like tingles in your body and like, um, yeah, my mom was very interesting. I pushed back so hard on all these ideas as a kid because I had, I had these polarities. So like my dad, he's a cop. And then my oh, mom is like a okay. hippie. And so it's like, right. <laughs> I've got these two poles, you know, I understand. Um, and so I had these teachings from my mom, but then I had this logical yeah. way of dismissing everything that I would get from my dad, you know, this like, no, it's not scientific. You know, I was very scientific oh, when I was yeah. younger, you know, and I think, 
I think we're taught to be that way. I think the school, it's no coincidence that the school really harps on math and science and they, right. they drill it into you. Like here, this is what it is. Don't mm-hmm. question us, you yep. know, or you're going to get a bad grade. It's one of those kind of things. Yeah. I'm, I am married to a firefighter. I love that. Awesome. And his dad was a Baptist minister. Wow. His mom ended up being new, uh, that new era, new, what is that new way to think religious, kind of like a hippie, Yeah, you know, yeah. where they really, and her and her, her, his two aunts. So that's why he's able to accept it so much more mm-hmm. is because of his mother. Yes. And, and he, he is that. very black and white. Yeah. 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 Well, and I found myself in that same way for a long time. Like, no, it's, it's black and white. It's not, yeah, you know, right. and I was really trying hard. I almost found myself on this like crusade trying to scorch the earth and like, <laughs> you know, prove Christians wrong and prove all these right. like, religions wrong. Like, no, it's, it's really not what you guys think it is. But then as I do more research and this is something Sam Tripoli says all the time, um, he's a comedian who does conspiracy podcasts, but he <laughs> says, conspiracy if done right leads to spirituality and leads to god every time and so that's i think what started leading me down this path was i got into conspiracies really deeply and i was like i was like what have they done to us what do they do (laughs) you know and and then you find out about the evil and you're like oh shit it sounds like the evil is real and if the evil is real that you know uh, a watch insinuates a watchmaker so it's like there must be some good out there as well and so um totally yeah i think that was just a long-winded way of saying i i moved from that like black and white way of looking at things to this much more like yeah it's way in the middle you know absolutely i think i have my mom to thank for that as well oh i think that's wonderful yeah Yeah. (laughs) um i want to go back super quick so Mm -hmm. you said you're actually able to sometimes channel dogs or pet not dogs pets Yes. That is fascinating. Well, and I, and, but I always tell people, okay. So I always tell people there are certain psychics that only do animals, you know, that type of thing. And, but once in a while I'll have a dog that will, will come in and, or it will be a loved one with a beloved pet that has passed on. And so, yeah. And, um, and then I actually had one time, which, you know, you never, it surprises you. I mean, I've been in this business now for about five years and I'm still surprised, but yeah. I had a lady that came, that sat down and she said, I just lost my dog a month ago. Can you bring him over? And I said, you know what? Let's try, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and this dog. Okay. So I think this dog was also in a different life as a person, but he actually talked to me and even showed me what he would, what he looked like. And she said, absolutely, that's him. But he started talking to me like a person. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. What yeah. do you think he did to get stuck in a dog body for this go around? <laughs> well, actually, and I, it don't say stuck. I think it, I think it's he was a privilege to do it because yeah, this lady and the spirit that you know he was as a dog, it's almost like they were one spirit, but they kind of split off and he was supporting her through whatever time that he needed to. And it's very interesting because if you think about all the dogs that you, pets that you've had, not only dogs, but any pets that you've had, think about what you were going on, what was going on in your life. 
and why you were needing this soul to be in your life. Right. And the role they played for you. Right. Wow. Right. So think of it that way. And think of it as being a soul and that they choose to, you know, be with you and that they're privileged. It's almost like an angel, you know, a guardian angel. They, they feel privileged to be a part of your life because they love you so much. Wow. Yeah. God, that you makes know, it's all based on love. More. Uh-huh. God, I didn't even know it was possible. <laughs> yes. So yes, absolutely. Absolutely. They're high. They're a higher being more of a higher being than what you would have considered. Yeah. 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 And I guess back to what I was saying about being stuck, I guess the idea I was going with is the yeah. idea of being stuck in like a samsara where you, right. you did in the last life had some karmic weight and now you're put in this life because of this karmic debt you have to pay you're a dog you know right oh i see what you create (laughs) like a human and you've got digits and you can you know free will you have to eat kibble which is right you know it's more of like it's more of like a buddhist right which is right i I end up conflating things a little too much i need right no you're fine (laughs) Uh, you know what it's all in the fun it's all in the fun and you know and that brings up an interesting point because a lot of times i don't know i know that you know um you feel that karma and everything but i feel like we're always here to learn lessons and it may be something that you want to learn because anytime i don't know it you know this is just a new thing that I've learned that before you come on to this earth, that you actually sign a contract of the lessons that you want to learn. Mm-hmm. You yeah, choose the that. people in your life. So I, you know, if you did wrong with somebody else in another life, I don't think that it's going to continue. I think it's just learning lessons together. Right. If that makes any sense. Yes, it does. Yeah, right. it does. And right. I love that idea. The idea of, you know, that this realm is actually like a, a gauntlet where you come get XP a spot where you come pick up a bunch of, you know, exotic gear for your soul that you take yeah, with you absolutely. on your journey, you know, absolutely. in the form absolutely. of experiences. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love that idea. It's so interesting to, to think about all the different ideas that these cultures have about what we're doing here. And um, one of the coolest things that I've been learning about lately is the Gnostic belief. And the idea that we have been placed here and kind of trapped on this prison planet by this, like, uh, they call it the Demiurge, but the, I think it, it goes down to like craftsmen, like is what that means in Greek. Oh, okay. But it's this, it's what they call the God, you know, or the Yaldabaoth. It's this character that trapped us and it's this like evil God. It's just, it's interesting. I don't know. Oh, it's, Yeah. Yeah, it's fun to learn about. And, you know, what's interesting about everything is, is you do, you learn so much from the different cultures, basically, you know, from where they came up with this. Um, But, um, okay, so I know that you talked about psychedelics earlier. Mm -hmm. So what, what is your opinion in psychedelics and spirituality? Um, I think it's a fast track. I think you can, you can sit in a cave and breathe for 40 Mm -hmm. years and achieve Mm -hmm. this gnosis or, and, and these monks would probably call it a cheat code, but, or you can make a fairly strong cup of mushroom tea and have a similar and probably much more profound experience than you would not, not necessarily like profound for your soul, because you're going to learn a lot about yourself 
sitting in that cave by yourself, you know, and it's, I think that's the ultimate goal here is to know thyself. Um, that's the goal, yeah. but with psychedelics, yeah. it's yeah. fast tracking that you okay. know, you're, you're doing it in a much more expedient way. And I think there's, there's good ways of doing it and there's bad ways of doing it. I think right. if you're doing it without intention and you are, if you're using it to party, which is something I mean, I'm sure we all start out doing as kids, you're introduced to these compounds in high school and you start experimenting and it's fun. You do it with your friends as like a goof. It's not like you and your boys all put on cloaks and go sit and, and trip <laughs> right, while a right, candle right. burns in the middle. It's that's not how you trip as a kid. You guys like pass right. around jello in your hands. Like oh, that's, right, right, that's, right. It's more of the sensory, like it feels weird. You're not on any like mental journey yet. But yeah, as I got older, you start to realize like um, and for me personally, it was with LSD is what mm -hmm. I was using more often than not, or like not more often than not, but more often than other compounds. Um, and I just found that it was like, I was overusing it and it was almost telling me like, stop, stop oh. taking this. Like you right. got it. And I find that with mushrooms too. Like if I, if you trip too often, it's like, you know, you're checking an email that you've already checked. It's like, there's no new messages. Yeah, agreed. I, I I understand that completely. But yeah, I, I just think I find it very fascinating because you know I'm a different generation than what you are. Yeah. Okay. And I actually, let's say back in April, I actually experienced it. Um, and shop I uh, know a shaman and my spiritual leader. So they got together and they do a a souls healing weekend. You know, it's not going out in the jungle. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> that type of thing. But, um, and, and so the shaman told me, she said, you know what, like you're, what you're talking about intention, you need to heal because of your belief system. You need to heal all your ancestors, yeah. you know? And so she goes, you're going to go under really under and I'm going, Oh, and okay. So, and I'll be truthful. Wine is as strong as I've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah, okay? that's all right. that's all right. and, and, I, and that's what I was telling her. And she's going, are you sure? And it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, because she didn't know how much to give me because right. I've never had anything. So the first night, you know, one, the Waska, the Waska was the second night. So the first night, you know, you, you do, you have three different herbs or, or, you know, psychedelics or whatever that's yeah. in the pill. And so, yeah, so I went into my aura and I knew it was in my aura because I could see the, the, the sheet you know, and I went and I healed every cell in my body from my ancestors, my women ancestors who have really gotten that emotional pain and beliefs. I forgave them. And I said, I love you. Da, da, da. So that six hours of that. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. then yeah. I ascended. Okay. Because they had crystals there and with my energy, you know, uh, my energy work, it just, I ascended as far as I can go. And, um, I actually, it was, it looked like outer space basically, you know, yeah. and, and it was, I was shown the grid. So as I was coming back, I saw, you know, I saw the source and I saw things around the source and I saw the beings and then I was pulled back and I saw, you know, the grid as I was leaving. Wow. But, but I was too tired. The Waska didn't do, you know, she didn't give me much because I was so worn out, Right. but, yeah. but it was like the weight off my shoulders, my belief system that really helped me move forward as a psychic medium. And what you were asking me about my energy, 
I don't really have to raise it anymore because I'm actually always connected to it. Wow. So is what that did for me that weekend. That is yeah, so and powerful. I was going to say, you already kind of have an ability to see through the veil a little bit. So right. I bet I bet a substance like that would really send you yeah. somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. She she had to put an ice pack because what, what happens where your energy comes through and when you're talking to spirit, it's in the back of your neck. Mm-hmm. And so she had to lower my energy because I was like sweating, dehydrating. Yeah. I don't know what else, but she had to put an ice pack back there to lower me a little bit. But wow. yes. That's yeah, so interesting totally. that you talk about the back of the neck. My my girlfriend, when we would trip together back in the day, when we were delinquents uh-huh. before we had our daughter, um, <laughs> right? She it, she'd always have problems with the back of her neck right here, and it, like, she would like get like an ache, and her mm-hmm. neck oh, would okay. kill her. And right. I always wondered what that was, and that is probably what that is. It's probably right. that something a kink in that connection is happening, and that yeah, it, right. it up. And, and and festering and not flowing properly so what happens if you think of the back of your neck if it goes through your skull or your brain your third eye is right here mm-hmm. so if you look at it it goes straight through there so it's actually connecting with your third eye and then going up wow yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh that's so cool yeah oh i know that <laughs> isn't, is so it, isn't cool. it great how god made us <laughs> yes oh yeah perfectly <laughs> I might Absolutely. say, um, so you, when you were talking about, uh, your ayahuasca experience or the, I guess it was, mm-hmm. do you know what the psychedelic compounds you did the first night? Was it a DMT like type or what do you know? I know one was sack, straw or something like that. Say, mm. yeah, it starts with an S I'm not okay. for sure, but there were three, what they were heart openers is what she was telling me. They help open your heart chakra. Wow. It was probably psilocybin. No, that no, yeah, no, <laughs> no. Okay. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't oh, tell you. Okay. I've got it, I've got it written down, but it starts with S A C R or something okay. that in that area. Okay. So um, that's all. Oh, that's so cool. We um we had this guy Michael McGinnis on. Uh, uh-huh. We did an interview with him. What was it like two episodes ago? Yeah. Um, and he, I, I'm pretty sure he runs like a, a little retreat down in costa rica among other things dude is mm-hmm. the dude's a renaissance man but among other things he has like stuff that he serves like ayahuasca and bufo hape he's got these different things that he serves there and i thought that was so yeah. cool and he was yeah. telling us all about these experiences and um i think it's so important for people to even if you don't have an experience just to understand that this thing exists and honestly i i do push for the fact that everybody should probably have an experience like that i think the natives had it right with having a rite of passage where okay you're old enough here you go go freak out in the woods that's like this is how you learn yourself the deepest you know well i was being pulled i had it's almost like a calling i had to do it yep yeah that type of thing and you know when i told my, my husband you know you know his reaction was mm, <laughs> you want to do what <laughs> he's like is and, that scheduled <laughs> yeah and he goes i know i can't stop you that type of thing so um but anyway and then he sees the difference and he's you know but um but yeah so to me i felt like i was being called it was more of a spiritual experience right and because ayahuasca didn't work i'm feeling mother and it's so interesting how these plants talk to you almost like spirit does Mm -hmm. so i feel like mother ayahuasca is actually calling me back 
so I can have an experience with her. Wow. So yeah, so I'll probably be going back next year, early next year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I think those experiences from the people that I've talked to that have those experiences, the kind of transcendental growth that comes from that afterwards is it's mind blowing. I love it. I love to see it. And there's nothing else like that. There's nothing else that you can talk about where it's like, wow, that changed his whole life, changed his whole right. perspective on everything. You know, there's not a lot of things like that other than maybe like trauma, the death of somebody you love, but you know. Well, and that can again help you because there were so many people there that were needing healing, you know, in different areas from trauma that they had experienced. And I think of it as therapy within one weekend, a lifetime of therapy done in one weekend. I like that. That's the point. That's a good tagline. That goes on a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Hey, there you go. Maybe I could make a million dollars on that. I love it. I love it. Um, so back to your experience, you, you had mentioned, and I, I wanted to touch on this for a minute because yeah. I love this aspect of it. Right. You mentioned that you you felt yourself go through and individually heal all your cells. And right. you use that wording specifically. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So so whenever, okay, so in your DNA, you have ancestors, ancestor, all your ancestors in your DNA and all of their experiences, everything they felt. Mm-hmm. That almost like a part of their soul is with you. So a lot of times that's how whenever you have uh, family cycles, you know, like abuse going on, it will go from generation to generation to generation. It's because it's in your cells. Not only is it environmental, but it's also you're feeling your ancestors. So if you can do that ancestral healing, it can, I mean, that can help anybody just uh, fight whatever they're having to battle within. But yeah, so each cell that you have is, is um, got your ancestors in it, which you can't run away from. Right. (laughs) And so, yeah, so the shaman, she, she knew exactly what I needed and, and I could feel, and my muscles would kind of tense up where the aura was and I could feel myself healing. And I kept saying, you know, I love you. I forgive you with your belief system. And, oh, and I did leave one thing out is after all the healing was done, I could see this black tar. It was only almost like black smoke. And I told the shaman, I said, I can't keep it. I'm going to have to purge. I'm going to have to throw it up. And she goes, well, good, because it's not your stuff. That's your ancestor stuff. So I'm taking it for the team. (laughs) And so, and she knew exactly. And then after all of that, I actually went back into the womb. I saw a baby in a, in a womb. And then right after that is whenever I, um, ascended. So it's almost like I was born again because I took it for the team right? <laughs> and cleared all that crap out. And again, people that met me, a lot of the psychic mediums that saw me afterwards, they go, you know what? You're different because it's almost like you don't have that weight on your shoulders anymore. You dealt wow. with it. And so I got rid of all that crap in my body that my ancestors have given me, but I also healed them in the same way. That is so cool. What a cool idea. And and I never actually purging it. 
Yeah. And I never knew this existed. I, you know, I'm learning along the way, like anybody right. else, <laughs> right. but no one else threw up. I'm going, why didn't everybody else threw up? <laughs> why, why am I the only one? And, and I know that in the jungle or whatever they, you know, out what you were telling me, um, is they do give you a lot more than what our, uh, shaman does. Right. Um, but I was just having, yeah, I took it for the team and had to get rid of it. Wow. I yeah, love that. Absolutely. That is so cool to think about. Uh, yeah. And that's that's a common theme through mm-hmm. these ayahuasca, you know, ceremonies is right. purge. That's a right. big part of it. And honestly, it as as a, a queasy guy myself, that's what scares me away from it. <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go puke for six hours. Like that sounds terrible. Oh, I know. Well, and I didn't do it for six hours. I was under, I was healing for six hours. Right, right. But with all this energy. Yeah. And then at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, yeah. So I didn't, yeah. That would be horrible purging for six hours. Well, but that's what my brain does. It's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Kicks right in. <laughs> but yeah. I will tell you, I had no energy afterwards. I was just drained. So I couldn't get up and walk around for six hours after that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it's a lot of energy going through me and a lot of healing going on. Well, and you basically did like DNA surgery. Yeah, basically so. <laughs> you had to do some post-op. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. And so another common theme that I hear people that do DMT, um, even when they smoke it, what they mention mm-hmm. is that they they get that same, and they use the same phrasing. They feel like their DNA is being repaired or that their right. cells, like on a cellular level, are being like put back together in the right way, fixed. Mm-hmm. And they say it's these, they like, they mention these little entities that are doing it. They call them machine elves, but they're like oh. these these little tinkerers of reality. Hmm. And um, I just thought I, I wanted to see if if you had any experience with that or if, um, if that's something you've ever heard of. You know, and everybody, you know, I believe have different experiences, whatever they have gone through or what their past lives have been. You don't know what realm they were on so everybody's going to have different experiences when i saw the entities uh, you know out in wherever i ascended no one else may be able to see the same thing you know so you experience whatever your soul needs to see and which is so individual which is so awesome you know that you know we can take care of ourselves and again your spirit team your god is taking care of you and you're healing yourself you're actually connecting in with that realm because to me i'm thinking well if mother ross waska wants to meet me why can't i just dream about her but she for some reason wants me to come into her realm so that's why i have to go back which is so weird that's such an interesting concept thinking of these like these like entities almost that are like mm-hmm. beckoning you right like, come on come drink <laughs> the plant <laughs> you know it's absolutely a, yes there's a good and, you know, play there yeah and you've got to be in a place that you feel very comfortable with i mean having a spiritual teacher was just awesome to be able to organize this with a shaman right and i and i don't i didn't know anything about a, a shaman or anything but the ceremony is beautiful that's so cool yeah, I love that. I think it's it's going to be time to do something like that. I live in Colorado Springs. Um, yeah, and there's, oh, there's wow. a pretty big community in Colorado of that kind of yeah. culture. I think it'll be a time to get into that soon. 
in the proper yeah. way. I think what I've been waiting for, and you made the great point, is that you need to be comfortable in in yourself and in your situation, and you need to be comfortable. Absolutely. With life. And right. then, and then you take that journey. You can't be stressing yourself out. You can't be worrying about no, different but, aspects. No. You've got to, you got to surrender to the process. Yeah. And that, that is difficult uh, to do, and, but you got to surrender so that you can do the healing because when you, because you could still fight it, Yeah. you know, and, and then it, you know, not take effect. Um, but you need, yeah. And you know, when you're ready, you know, you're being called. Right. Right. Yeah. And you'll feel it when it's time. Absolutely. Just oh, like anything so interesting. else. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, before we wind down a little bit, I wanted to touch on um, your work with intuitive children and right. um, going into that before we talk about it. I just wanted to say, you know, I feel like personally uh, there is a conceded or a concerted effort by these, you know, public school systems and by these you know, bureaucratic agencies where they're trying to snuff out this intuitive flame in these children. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, uh, I think it's always been that way. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's anything recent um, because, you know, even when I grew up, it's a very conservative where your beliefs are still, you know, within the religion, kind of in a controlling environment that you don't want to try to do something on your own type thing. Right. Um, in the in the school system, you know, it is very difficult because they just want to teach the basics. They want to teach the subjects. I was in, in education, so you know, if if you try to bring in that spirituality or whatever, that's where the parents, because you got so many parents believing in so many different things, it's really hard to center in on what you want to teach. Right. That's where I think private schools are important. If you do want your child to be integrated in with religion or spirituality, you need to find a school for that. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of homeschoolers that are beginning to do that, you know, find their own people. I guess like you a could say. School community. Yes. I yes. like that. Where they, you know, believe in the same thing or they teach in the same thing, which is really important. So you really have to look at the curriculum. So to answer your question, I think the parents really need to take control in it because really we parents are supposed to be controlling the schools, but a lot of times they feel like, you know, it's kind of a, a battle that they can't win. Right. So if you feel that way, that's when you need to take uh, control of your child's education and do what you need to. Um, but, um, but yeah, a lot of the kids that are intuitive, um, you know, sometimes they're basket cases, I hate to say, right. <laughs> because right. they're so emotional in school, but it's like that it can also start when they're three, when they're three, they think, you know what, it's a, a fact of life. Um, everybody has this. I can say my grandmother that passed away and it's okay. But then some parents get afraid of it. Right. And again, I tell the parents, go and find some education for you. Find out what's going on. Listen to your child. Don't be afraid of it yet. Right. But again, like I, what I teach adults, I also teach children, their parents, they, they need to know that they are in control. So if they don't want to talk to grandmother or play with their imaginary friend at two o'clock in the morning, they don't have to, they can right. say, I don't want to play right now. I am sleeping yes. because at night, that's when you feel the energy mm -hmm. and you can start feeling them coming to visit or whatever. And so I tell the parents what you can do. And I love this little spray. It's like sage spray. 
Okay. And the kids can spray their room and they can say, go away. I don't yep. want to talk to you. Be in control that way. I love that. And, and just to kind of accept them up where they are and talk about it. Don't just say, Shh, it's your imagination. Right. And, and then middle school or later in elementary, when they start feeling all their um, friends' feelings, they're going to come home like a basket case and just cry automatically. And so that's when they need to start finding out, well, what is my feeling? Why right. am I feeling this way? I'm feeling other people's feelings and, and, um, and really embrace it and teach them the yoga, the breathing exercise, yeah. like what your mom taught. I mean, that is awesome. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> it sucks. Though, I wish I was receptive. That's the hardest yeah, part for me looking but, back. I'm like, fuck. But you know what? <laughs> it was not time for you to be receptive. Right. So, so if that's a great, great thing to talk about, if your child, some parents will be going, oh, how cool is that? And their child's going, you know, that's when you <laughs> just need to let them go at their own pace. Right. So the timing will be, you know, for you will be whenever you're ready for it. Yeah. So not to push it, but then you get these 16 year olds who can read people and they want to do cards or whatever, let them, yeah. because if they can work anywhere else, why not? Yeah. I you love know? that. Yeah. I love that. How do you say you're working with a kid? How, what's like a telltale sign that like, okay, this kid's intuitive. Like, What's one oh of the first gosh. things you start noticing? <laughs> um, well, okay. So whenever and this is so interesting. They get anxious. So whenever they're talking to me, they get, especially if they're older, they get really anxious and they almost shut down and they get real emotional and they just don't know what to do with the energy that they have. So that's the first thing that we have to talk about is, okay, how can I get you to calm down through the breathing exercises? How can we work with that energy of yours? Because they're, they're just not ready. They don't know what's going on. And, and they, a lot of times can feel, see shadows or they can see apparitions. Most of the time as though they get older, they can just feel them. Okay. Um, but and again, not understanding where those emotions are. That is kind of the telltale signs is having an empath of, of a child. Right. Yeah. Wow. And if they know, okay. And if they telepathically know what you're thinking again, you know, those thoughts. Yeah. That's so interesting. I love it. Yeah. My daughter, she's, um, she's 10 months old. And so she's oh still growing up, but I can't yes. wait. She's getting into that age where it's going to start getting cool. Well, and if your mother it. had it, oh, I know. Yeah, it. And you may want to see her like up in a crib because I'm imagining her standing up in a crib and laughing at somebody that's not there. Yeah. So you may have experiences like that. Oh, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. It's going to freak me out, but I'm here for it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. This was such a beautiful interview. Thank you so much. I well, thank you, I guys. Love this. Thank you. This is this is some of the most interesting stuff. It really is, and I think it's it's something that we all contain. We're all intuitive. We right. all have these psychic capabilities. It's just you know how calcified is your pineal gland, you know? Right, right. And you got to watch what you eat. Yes. To True. clear that out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which and I didn't know that either. There's a lot of energy foods that you really need to eat to keep your energy up. Interesting. And not you know, not physical energy, but your 
yeah spiritual energy right yeah yeah what foods in particular (laughs) well you know i and i'm going i'm already eating that like salmon you know it it, you know salmon and um just a lot of the fruits a banana you know so if you um put in the search engine just in foods with energy it will come with a whole big list Wow. and then yogurt blueberries you know i love that that. i love that i I gotta gotta go shopping (laughs) not but not fast food i know i disappoint you (laughs) yeah oh i know it i know it (laughs) uh sorry guys taco bell employees cannot be psychics (laughs) 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 too much i love it well Again, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, well, thank you. This was a beautiful conversation. I'm sure our listeners, like myself, got a lot out of this. Um, Absolutely. I'd love yeah, to have so. you back on at some okay. point. We'll give it, right. give it some time. Let the oh, podcast absolutely. go on a little bit longer, and then we'll have you back on. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate I it. it, guys. And then and thank one you. more time for the listeners, just let us know where you can find you. and. Um, oh, okay. I always... Instagram or Facebook, stuff like that. I do, but I always send everybody to my website, which is michellehendersonmedium.com. Okay. And then my Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Perfect. <laughs> which I'm trying to get used to that. Um, it's hard. It's I still Hend- haven't downloaded it. I won't do it. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Michelle Henderson Medium. It's awesome. the same. Yeah. Awesome. And um, like I said before, the links will be in the show notes, folks. Um, you'll find that below wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, yeah, you'll find that in the show notes. Uh, folks, thank you for listening to the very end. If you made it here, you guys are the shit. We appreciate you. You guys are what make this thing go round. And we need five stars from you. Five stars and some nice words, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's two seconds for you. It's the algorithm for us. All right, we're fighting against robots and we need your help. We're enlisting everybody. <laughs> All right. All right, that's enough goofery here. I really appreciate it. Avery, yeah, I'm, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. That was uh awesome, very insightful, and you're a very sweet person. So thank you very much. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we love right. that. Thank you so much. And you have a good night, guys. Yeah, you guys have a great night. Take care. Mm-hmm.